on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. It's easier than ever to cut the cord, but which cords should you cut? HBO Max touts an impressive content lineup, but how much bang do you really get for your buck? Is it worth it with HBO Go and HBO Now already available? And when will these a la carte towers begin to topple? Yeah, so uh, I was not really going to be all that on board for the HBO Max. Not anything against it, but I kind of figured like, okay, this is one I can probably duck. And then they announced the $15 price tag. I'm like, whoo, dodge that bullet. And then they announced Berlantiverse Green Lantern showing away. Crap! <laughs> Wait, is that a crap like you're excited about or not excited about it? Uh, that, that, that's a crap It'll because I friggin' love Green Lantern. I'm wearing a Green Lantern belt as we oh. speak. I mean, keep in mind... Greg Berlanti is the one who wrote the Green Lantern movie starring Ryan Reynolds, which was really, really so, terrible. That That's not true. Uh, I forget. Well, it came out like 15 years ago. It, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. So Greg for Berlanti, sure. for whatever qualms people have about the- Eight, and years. I, Eight years ago. Eight years. Oh, okay. really? It was- 2011. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not that, actually, not that long ago. Not that long ago. Well, anyways, Greg Berlanti, he- um, may green lantern the movie isn't the only credit to on his resume like yes this guy's created yeah. riverdale yes. he he focused he's really excelled at these hits like these young adult hits in tv Absolutely. and in film so he's had a lot of um i think most of those dc comic shows on cw yeah, now are from they're related to yeah him. so yeah i get it but also i'm a little leery it's I like understand. the same two combo just, yeah man he broke your heart he did <laughs> I mean, not that I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, but I, I did appreciate the character as a kid, so it's just a terrible movie. <laughs> it is a terrible movie. I'm not defending the movie, but I love Green Lantern, and I'm hoping that somebody can finally get it right, so right. I might actually have to sign up for HBO Max. Wow. Yep. Yep. Sorry, everybody. I know I'm disappointing you. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question is coming from Timothy. Sigh. More streaming services. I'm just curious. Who's actually winning in this competition? Amazon's AWS, Google's cloud and or mm. Microsoft Azure seems like a lose lose for customers. Um, in terms of who's winning, like on the back end, like you mentioned, AWS yeah. and Azure. Um, interesting. So. Amazon uses its like streaming backend service for yeah. obviously its own um, video. It also, I believe, is still the provider for Netflix, which is the oh, the biggest yeah, yeah. you know place where people stream video worldwide. Um, but you know those contracts, I don't think those contracts really are going to be have much of an impact on consumers in terms of like um, who's winning. I mean, you know, I think that it's good for consumers to have more streaming options. Yeah, generally, it's just. If you, it's, it's good compared to being locked into the traditional bundle where you have, instead of paying, you can at least pick which services you want easier than you did when it's like, well, if I want a couple of these channels, I have to pay $200 right. for I mean, everything. It does get a little complicated, like, because it's a similar principle. It's like, I like this one show on this one service, so I have to pay $10 a month for that, but I also yeah. like this one show on this other service, so that... And like, if you start cobbling together, it becomes it becomes expensive, more expensive than the traditional cable bundle, right? If you like add, start adding them yeah. up plus the internet plus service, the internet. then all of a sudden that's that's a pretty pricey proposition. Yeah, but it's not good. It's it's that's the future. It's the way it's going to be. I know. We asked for this. Yeah, you. Everyone wanted a la carte channels. We did. We did. And 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 I said no. You but they just, not what you want. You say you want it's it, but not you necessarily don't. a la carte channels that we have though. We've got like little mm. bundles of channels. They're just smaller right? bundles. Yeah. 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 Ouch. Okay. Uh, besides password sharing, do you see any rising or changing in family plans in the near future? 
Yeah. Ooh, good question. Um, so I don't think that they mentioned any sort of, I know that you can have multiple profiles for HBO Max, um, which means that, you know, people in your household can. Right. Something actually that's interesting about HBO Max that's actually kind of innovative is that they're going to allow um, co-viewing with profiles. So like previously, like if it's, uh, if you're watching something like the family and the kids are watching it, the adults and the kids are watching it together. Mm-hmm. If it's on somebody's like adult profile, then you continue to get like kids recommendations, even though it's not just you watching it. It's because oh. you're watching it as family. So that way it can understand who's watching what and have recommendations, algorithmic recommendations be more tailored instead of having like profiles be ghettoized as like the dad's account is the one that has where they only watch the R rated thing. The mom's account is where you watch the family stuff. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, anyways, um, we know that there are multiple profiles allowed in HBO Max. They didn't mention anything about sharing with family. I don't believe they specified like password sharing soft barriers okay. what most people do is instead of having like actual crackdowns on pr- password sharing most subscription services limit the number of simultaneous yeah. streams and that by virtue like you can give your password to as many people as you want they don't come down and hunt you out and like take you to court or like kick you out of the service for it but if you're sharing it with a ton of people and you only have like two to five simultaneous streams yeah. you're gonna hit up against that before so did they did they offer how many streams they would provide for a uh, for paying service I don't think they specified how okay. many simultaneous streams, but I can look that up and we can like tweet it out if I, okay. if I can find yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that would be, I mean, yeah, that's, that's why I, we share our Netflix account. And so <laughs> we have a couple of extra, like we paid extra for the extra streams. Right. So. I paid extra for yeah. the extra streams and the, and the 4k. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Actually, I didn't, my brother did. <laughs> <laughs> He's in your household, even though he lives in like California. He's across the country. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Netflix isn't watching this. Anyway, uh, what else do we have, Brian? Does HBO Max include all DC video content from the DC Universe service? Uh, that's from IAS. I want to know this too. I don't believe that it has everything from DC Universe. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar, acquainted enough with the DC Universe library, but I don't think this is a like, a like, like for like. They're just going to take everything from there and shut uh, it. Yeah. I don't think that that's what's happening. I, I, although I wouldn't be surprised if down the line, like DC Universe, Crunchyroll, some of these other like ancillary services might get folded in or some of the content gets shared. There's definitely, there's going to be Crunchyroll stuff in HBO Max. Oh, okay. I'm just not sure if like from whole cloth they're taking the entire catalogs right. of Crunchyroll right. of DC Universe and, you know, just glomming it onto HBO Max. I don't think so. Because just by virtue of licensing being so complicated, I'd be really shocked if that was something that they anticipated when they created these services and originally cobbled up. But they've already, like, like Warners and AT&T has put money into original DC Universe content. And I wonder if, like, that stuff gets shifted over to HBO Max at some point. Because I don't know know what the DC Universe, like, base is like, but I can't imagine it justifies, like, the amount of money, their resources they're putting into that original content, at least right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if that's going to be the next inevitable move that we see come out of the streaming landscape. Like, we've seen everybody fraction off, and they're all going to do their own little a la carte thing. When does that bubble break, and we start to see things re-aggregate, reorganize themselves into new bundly type things? I think that'll kind of be happening as, on an ongoing thing for a long time. Yeah. I think, like, there's sort of... There's still this bifurcation into like these semi big, like before, like before Netflix, basically like, I don't know, five years ago, seven years ago, before Netflix streaming became a real deal, 
you only had like cable providers. It was gigantic bundles. And now yeah. we're in this era of very niche services and small to mid-sized bundles. And those are eating away. They're just like chomping down on the gigantic bundles. Those yeah. are losing, like people are fleeing them. Um, so I think it's going to take a really long time before everything sort of settles and it might never settle. Like we might have a continuing, well, we, we might, I think it's going to take a while before we learn which niche services have enough to go on, to be on their own. Um, and what kind of things need to be bundled up into a bigger part. Very well said. Next question is from our friend Storm King. Will Green Lantern be part of the CW universe or DCEU? What's the DCEU? That, the cinematic universe. The the DC movies that are all interconnected. Oh. He's asking Which, is Well, I mean, I would look I would argue that the DCEU at this point is not really like its own cohesive connected universe. That I think they're they just basically said that, didn't they? Like it's Yeah, it's DCEU a series of movies of, that aren't really related anymore. They're just like like the Joker movie has no connection with Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness for that. Which um, I saw that, Roger. Did you see it? I did not. I don't. I can't watch movies anymore. Right? Okay. I didn't. I don't go out. Don't be mean. I have. Yeah. Don't, don't be mean. Don't lord it over me, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't go out. Um. But uh, I'd be surprised if they if they were connected. I mean, I, I think they're they're trying to like carve out the service as its own. So it'd be kind of weird to have CW shows like all of a sudden like a character from this. Well, so some CW shows are going to be part of the catalog of HBO Max, and because Greg oh, Berlanti is making Green Lantern right. and also made many of those shows, but like they're doing like the CW shows are doing like this big crossover with all these different characters, right. with all the shows. Uh, so I'd be surprised if like Green Lantern like pops into the CW shows. That- I would be less surprised. Yeah? I think it's yeah. I think it's. I think it's a possibility. I mean, that's what Marvel's doing now. You just got to think like yeah. DC's yeah, got it's just true. as rich a catalog. Why not mix a, mix and match? Strategically, it makes a lot of sense. Just given that Marvel has set that course and Marvel's been doing so spectacularly. The right. fact that Marvel said we're going to have very tight integration between mm-hmm. MCU and the original television shows that they're making, the Marvel television shows they're making for Disney Plus are going to be very tightly integrated with MCU theatrical movies. And gotcha. so... If that's the expectation and it's kind of, you know, the ones that have been really, really winning on comic book movies more so than like a cohesive oh, yeah. DC yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of cinematic universe. Um, it makes sense that that HBO Max and Warner like copies that model. Is, <laughs> actually, I don't know. Is CW owns? It's partly owned. owned. It's partly owned. By, partly owned by okay. Warner. So, yeah, I guess there's like a corporate incentive to do it. Yeah. All right. So maybe. I guess that would get me more excited. I don't know. Not that I watch CW shows anymore, but I used to. I was really enjoying the Berlanti verse for a while there, but they just got to be too dense and I couldn't keep up with it. So yeah. I kind of abandoned yeah, it. Yeah, to the like the, the, the negative of having all those interconnected stories is like I just can't keep up with the many hours of shows that are required each week. I mean it's yeah. possible everybody gets overloaded by these gigantically yeah. dense um mythologies and keeping up with them and then we all just like screw it i'm gonna read shakespeare and we all like revert to like the 1600s sure yeah maybe (laughs) it could happen (laughs) there's got to be some sort of bubble that busts at some point hey joan uh imagine soggy wants to know if you still need hbo go if you already have hbo max you can still use hbo go if you have hbo max so um so okay let's break it down so they are different catalogs of content right Sort of. Um, HBO Go, there's three HBO streamings. 
clear as Super confusing. There's three HBO streaming services. There is HBO Go, HBO Now, and HBO Max. HBO Go is the version, uh, it's a streaming app you use if you get regular HBO from a pay TV provider. HBO Now is the standalone streaming service. If you don't have a pay TV service that automatically gives you HBO, or one that you already have, the regular HBO network, you can sign up for HBO Now for 15 for, and for a while you have, for $15 a month, and that basically gives you a la carte HBO. It's the same content, right? It's HBO the same Go. content yeah. between HBO Go and HBO Now. The apps just look a little bit different, and who signs up for it depends on if you're already paying for regular HBO mm. or not. Now, HBO Max um, will have, it'll have everything that HBO Go and HBO Now already have, Plus, it will have like these, I think, 31 original HBO Max shows and movies and the expanded license catalog that includes Friends, Big Bang Theory, Rick and Morty, South Park, and a ton of other stuff. That's only an HBO Max that's not in the others. If you are an HBO, <laughs> this is so simple. If you are an <laughs> HBO Max subscriber, hell. if you're an HBO Max subscriber, that is, you are paying $15 a month a month to get HBO HBO a la carte streaming only. You are automatically allowed into HBO. Wait, wait. So HBO Now. Oh my if God. You, I get it. If you're, okay. if you're an HBO Now customer, current one, right. you switched over to Max. Because they're the same, same price. price. So basically you continue to pay $15, but you can switch over to HBO Max and get for the same price, more stuff. So is it not automatic switch? It's like you actually have to actively switch? I'm like, not exactly oh, sure. Because okay. like, I imagine like there's some folks who are just stuck with HBO in now. In this not very realizing. simple structure, I don't know that detail. <laughs> um, but the complicated part is with HBO Go, right? With HBO Go. if Basically, if you're already using HBO Go to stream your HBO stuff, unless you are a customer of AT&T or DirecTV to be getting HBO, then you're in the lurch. You don't, we don't know if you're going to have access to that like complimentary HBO Max catalog mm. of originals and expanded licensed content. Maybe that makes sense. Hopefully it does. I mean, I can't even remember what the original question I, I, I No, it's whether or not HBO Go can, uh, can be converted to HBO Max. And the, I guess it the answer cannot. is, the answer is it depends, right? If you're and an right AT&T. now, it, it depends if you have AT&T. Basically, if you're paying for HBO to AT&T or DirecTV, then yes. Okay. But that's not a lot. I mean, DirecTV is a really big satellite provider. So a lot of it's huge. Right. Um, a lot of people have that. But, um, if you have Comcast, if you have, um, any of the live, um, TV streaming services like, mm. like Sling or, um, YouTube TV, any of those, you're out of luck. Um, yeah. And if you have, what's the other satellite? Um, dish. If you have dish, yeah. you're out of luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, yeah. Anybody that's not direct TV or AT&T and you're using HBO What if HBO you're Go, paying for you're out of like luck. AT&T's live streaming service? Yes. With H- okay. Yeah. So as long as you're paying AT&T. If you're paying AT&T for HBO already. Okay. Then you'll be able to access one of their 15 different streaming service options. Oh my God. We haven't even started talking about the AT&T streaming service options, but so complicated. Let's let's not go there. Keep it simple. (laughs) Stupid. All right. Did everybody write that down? Cause I retain none of that. You don't need to. You can find all that info on CNET. There you go. Or you will when I have time to like actually break it down, break it down. Cause it's so complicated. It's super complicated. It's so complicated. It is complicated. But I think the thing that people care most about is probably that viewing catalog, which you do have a thorough list of in the links in the description below. So if you want that full 
detailed list of everything that is coming to HBO Max, go in the description below. We'll take care of you. Uh, we got a few minutes left, so let's tackle a few more questions. How long until one of these streaming services fold? Is it even a possibility? <laughs> what would it take for something like that to happen? And then uh, our good friend Timothy does remind uh, Ryan that PlayStation View literally just folded. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. PlayStation View. That that was that was a shocker. That was not. Yeah. That was not was surprising. Um, well, so P- PS View. Um, I would put in a different category than, than yes. HBO Max yeah, because yeah. PS View was one of these live channel streaming services. Um, there's a lot of competition in that space and it's pretty, the difference between things like HBO Max, Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, and uh, Netflix is that there is such an emphasis on exclusive original content yep. in those services. Yep. These live TV streaming services, it's basically, these are, these channels are commodities. Mm-hmm. So like if you sign up for PS View, um, you're getting the same, they'll be in different bundles and there'll be different price points, but you're going to get the exact same CNN on any live TV streaming yep. service. So it's much more, it's much more hard to be competitive in that space than it is in these sort of on-demand exclusive content streaming services that are part of the so-called streaming wars now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as which ones are going to fold, I don't think any of them that are being bankrolled by these gigantic monolithic companies yeah. are going to be folding anytime yeah. soon because they're investing so much. They're like, I mean, HBO, HBO Max is getting up to $2 billion in investment next year. Yep. Another billion dollars the year after that. And then another billion dollars the year after that. They are pouring insane amount of money. These are all companies. I mean, they're, they're all essentially like too big to fail. And they're bankrolled yeah. by companies who can afford to just keep going with them. Right? Yeah. Apple, AT&T. Netflix isn't going to go anywhere. Right. Disney Plus is they've they've restructured the entire company around this yep. as being sort of like the spoke of the wheel of all their content. Mm-hmm. Um Peacock, we'll see what that's going to be like. I don't really know exactly yeah. how hard they're going to be going into it. That's the one we know least about right. so far. Um, but HBO Max is also re- restructuring their company. You know, they're putting, they're even putting like the fact that they're basically telling people, um, if you want HBO Max, cancel your pay TV subscription to HBO. Wow. Because you can't get right now they're working on deals with pay TV providers, but why would a pay TV provider say like, sure, I'll let you, I'll offer it for free to my customers when it's, it's a server that only shores up a competitor. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of complicated again, the weeds on those things, but what, what HBO and time Warner and AT&T are basically doing are saying like, we're not going to HBO. It's been great having it in the bundle with you pay TV providers, but we know that that's not the future. We're banking on this mm. and it's structuring the pricing and how they're interacting with, with, with their partners, basically their pay TV partners yep. for AT for HBO. They're basically sort of being like, thanks, been great. See ya. We'll take hey. money on our own now. There you go. Yeah. Our good buddy Rob on Twitter wants to know if HBO Max is going to include older shows like Arliss. What's Arliss? Arliss is like an old HBO show about a uh, sports agent. Robert Wool, I believe, was the actor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Deep cuts. Yeah, I know. Super um, deep cuts. Those were like, yeah, those were shows that I watched as a kid when I wasn't supposed to be watching HBO. <laughs> so wait, like what era was this? Like in the nineties or eighties uh, or probably nineties. Nineties. Yeah. So like very, not, definitely very not early. prestige HBO time. It was, but it was like, yeah, it was edgy content. Right. 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 At least for a kid. So, um, it might, my guess is that they're not going to prioritize that kind of, that kind of stuff. I don't believe is already available on demand. I mean, I think HBO go or now. Yeah. If you can't find on HBO go or HBO now, I think 
Don't count on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they might they might bring it, but I don't think it'll be a priority to to to. I mean, those this. shows were created at a time when like this was not even remotely a possibility. Right. So, like the, the the rights for any of this stuff was never in contention. So it would just be like going back in the archive and like re negotiating yeah rights for shows that I don't know a handful of people like me have watched. <laughs> so I don't think it'll be a priority getting those kind of things. No. Yeah. No. Uh, Stone King wants to know if, uh, you know what? No, I take it back. I'm going to save that one for the end. That's going to be our closing thought. You win this time, Stone <laughs> okay. King. Oh, I'm so no, no. intrigued. Yeah, no. uh, Yan asks, with so many choices out there, I think consumers are going to get fatigued from all of the choices. I will just stick to Netflix and maybe add Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that was my attitude today until uh, Green Lantern showed up. Uh, I do want to know if anybody out there is um, in favor, if you are going to sign up for HBO Max. No one's really kind of given a definitive answer yet. Now that we know the lineup and the price, and the date, uh, it, go ahead and sound off. We're just curious as to who's going to sign into this. Um, also, uh, we need to have Katz, David Katzmeyer back on the show uh, because they formally announced Sisters of Dune. And now I need to talk to him about it. <laughs> what? What are they? What? What are they now? Sisters of Dune. Oh, oh, uh, really? They have a Dune show coming? Yes. Yeah. Nice. We yeah. actually already knew that. We knew that before. I, know. I, I didn't yeah. know that. That's I didn't know that. Yeah. That, I'm intrigued. Although Dune projects in general have been on like in cinema have been pretty terrible so <laughs> david lynch excuse me uh, you know well, i'm a big i'm a bigger fan of the book let's just say i, I appreciate the novels a lot more than the uh the films well, well this is a prequel about the benny Gesserit, so oh. this ought to be good okay uh okay uh before we do say goodbye uh besides movies and shows and streaming services when are we going to get one that's strictly dedicated to sports now that bear in mind a lot of the major sports networks already have their own individual. So like there's an NFL network, an MLB network. Uh, do you think there's any chance in hell that somebody could do like a ESPN classic streaming loop and just show like old world series or something like that? Is there room for that in the market? Hmm. I'm so glad we saved this question for the end because if there's anything more complicated than licensing entertainment content it would be how sports content gets licensed <laughs> i think music's got you beat john but i see where you're coming from no man really no. no music is pretty simple it's pretty cut and dry now also sports is i mean Who mostly paid is it's mostly live but. coverage right like that's where i think the either traditional networks or networks that have you know, mobile apps like like espn or our own company cbs yeah and cbs sports like that's where they're still invented. like i don't know if anyone's i'm not I'm no longer a huge sports fan now, but like I don't know if I would pay for a catalog of older games. Yeah. Like that would be complimentary to like the main thing, like watching yeah. live sports. So I don't know if it would work. So I'll try to answer. There's just, it's, <laughs> there's just so much going on. So if the original cl- question is like, will there be like an ESPN classic style streaming service? I think that's totally possible. ESPN. He was asking more sp- generically is if there was just going to be like yeah. Netflix for sports. Um, the answer is mm. the answer is no, probably not. Um, because um, right. Well, oh my God. It's so complicated. I don't even know. So like you got, it's like the word, I guess the best way to describe it is like hellishly disaggregated <laughs> um, because you've got so many different kinds of sports. Then you've got so many different kinds of leagues and so many different like countries mm-hmm. that have their own leagues. And then you've got leagues that um, span multiple countries. And all of these people, generally speaking, want to stay in traditional 
linear, t- at least let's just talk about in the US, want to stay within traditional linear pay TV because basically that's the only reason people are sticking around yeah. for traditional pay TV is because that's where you can get live sports. And that's because it's been the one place where they still have a gigantic, gigantic, they can draw gigantic audiences mm-hmm. there. And the, that like system is the only place that already has all these like deals and things worked out in a way that works and is generally still working. If we're going to be shifting to a world where all that lives, and we're seeing it in dribs and drabs here, where all live sport, live sports really migrate over to streaming as the primary place where people watch them. Um, Netflix has consistently said we do not want live sports because the that like having to get those deals like for NFL for oh, geez, yeah. it's so expensive yeah, it's yeah. outrageous outrageously expensive yep. to get those rights because all these people all these companies that are like this is the only thing that's going to save pay TV mm-hmm. they're paying more and more and more and more and more and more and more for it right um so I don't know what it would look like as sports moves into a streaming world. I just don't know what it's, how it's going to pan out. What's the most likely scenario? I mean, we've seen little instances where like Twitter or Amazon, but they just spend a lot of money yeah. at this point. And it's like the calculus doesn't really make a lot of sense for no. how they recoup that cost. No. So yeah, it's uh, it's further away. Maybe an ESPN Classics type app. I'm sure there are folks who would actually pay and, for that. And Disney me. already has ESPN Plus, but which is their streaming only sports dedicated streaming service. Yeah. But it's telling that ESPN Plus doesn't have any of the live sports mm-hmm. that you get on regular ESPN, specifically because that stuff is too valuable. Right. And Disney is making too much money from the regular ESPN cash cow to be like, oh, yeah, we'll put it in this really cheap streaming service yeah. that you can get for like $7 or whatever the price is. The only other thing that I'll say about this, though, is that HBO Max did make a reference to how... Not initially, but somewhere down the line, somewhere down the road, HBO Max will include live programming. They didn't Mm. around live events. They didn't characterize what kind of live events it was. And that would be the first time that any of these on-demand streaming services, Netflix included, have really been um, clear about how they want it to be a hybrid of Mm. on-demand and live. Um, that was kind of the most, yeah, forceful that anyone's really said. And it wasn't even very forceful. It wasn't very clear, but mm. they, they, they made it, they made a clear light flag in the ground that like, it'll also eventually have live things. Okay. Hmm. What that means? I don't know. That is a lot to digest, John. Sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, we're on our way out the door, but we've got, uh, okay. So, uh, Apple TV plus is next, then Disney plus, right. Then early next year we get HBO max. And then Peacock, right? Those yeah. are the ones in order. Uh, anybody know if we're getting any interesting reboots along the way uh, with those? Don't oh my God. wants to know if they're getting a Knight so, Rider. So many. Peacock is rebooting so much stuff. <clears throat> Peacock is rebooting Battlestar Galactica, which was a reboot. Yeah. Wait, are they really? Yeah. Is it going to be a reboot of the, the reboot or is it a reboot of the original? I don't know if it's a reboot of the reboot or a reboot of the original. I don't know. From but what it's I a heard, reboot. it's not tied to the recent series. Okay. Well, sure. It was only a few years. Well, I guess it was longer than a few years ago, right? When was it? It was like 10 years ago. Okay. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Also a really good show. But Knight Rider? Peacock in particular is going to have a lot of friggin' reboots. Did you say Knight Rider? Knight Rider? 
You know they tried to reboot that show like twice over. Yeah, it was terrible. Team Knight Rider, and then there was like a a, a rather modern one that used a. It's like Will Arnett or Val Kilmer or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They're both really bad. Although I love Knight Rider, it's one of those. <laughs> that's like the quintessential childhood show right there for me. It was Knight Rider, and we didn't even talk about the prequels for Game of Thrones. We didn't. Oh talk my about gosh, you're right. All. Well, let's that's actually fine. let's talk about that for a second because fine. Can we can we talk about <laughs> that's because Brian is structuring the conversation around DC? Yeah, <laughs> Green Lantern. No, but House of House of the Dragon. I'm assuming that's a Targaryen. Is a prequel? Okay. Let me break this down because you me. are you are also versed in Game of Thrones knowledge. It's the only, yeah, it's the only like franchise universe that I actually like really enjoy. And I, and even that I have a lot of problematic so we, issues we, we with. We definitely need to talk about. Okay. What, what is it about? Okay. So yesterday was a very, it was, it had a, like yesterday had like in Game of Thrones fashion had a surprise twist, um, to like these Game of Thrones. So yesterday, right before the HBO Max, um, event was supposed to happen like within two hours of it um the hollywood trade publications started breaking the story that the prequel to game of thrones that was furthest along in development they'd already shot a pilot for it yeah um this is the one that's supposed to focus on like the origins of like the white walkers the era of like the first men oh yeah the time of like the children of the forest and one with naomi okay yeah that one Oh, yeah. Wow. It's basically dead. Now, Game of Thrones original pilot, um, fans will remember, like, they had to scrap, they, like, shot yeah. it. They had to yes. totally scrap it and redo it. They had different it was, actors and everything. Yeah. yeah they, yeah. um, they, uh, spent $10 million on that pilot, which is a lot yeah. for a pilot. That's a lot for any show for yeah. one episode. Um, so that doesn't mean it's scrapping the pilot and saying that it's like kind of finito doesn't mean that that prequel idea around that era of time is completely dead, but it seems like that version of it is done um but then like two hours later we got confirmation that another prequel this one is based on george rr martin's um fire and blood book which focuses on the targaryens Mm -hmm. like um rise to power um that project which involves george rr martin it involves um Miguel Sapochnik. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you pronounce his name? The the director director of The Long Night and Battle Bastards, a really beloved director for Game of Thrones. He also will be producing and directing the first episode. That one, even though they haven't done a pilot, they've ordered that straight to series. So basically they just have scripts and they just have concept and they have people and some people involved, creatives involved. But they're like straight to series, we're going with this. So that's the one that's happening. It's going to focus on the Targaryen lineage. We presume based on Fire of Blood that it will start off with... um, Aegon Targaryen and his sisters as they conquer Westeros. Like okay. the first time that Targaryens like come from old Valyria or wherever yep. and establish their dynasty in mm. um, Westeros. Sounds that is thinking. the nerdiest conversation I've ever had. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not. But a I'm super sure nerd, our viewers but... would appreciate it because I actually appreciate the context because as much of a nerd as I am, I wasn't up to date to what projects were brewing. So that's. That's exciting. And then there's some other there's some other projects that are still going. Are they but like now four or five or something. Yeah, or something I like- mean it's mostly in like they've they've um given the go ahead for people to explore like f- like five or something possible. Are they gonna do one with Arya as she goes west? They've said th- I've I've read that um, HBO executives has said they don't want to do a spinoff of Arya going uh, east okay. or west of Westeros. West, yeah, west of Westeros. Yes. Um, I read that somewhere. Um, that one of the executives was like, no, it's not funny because when I was watching that scene, I'm like, oh, they're totally setting They're totally up. setting yeah. it up. I know. 
All right, we are way, way over time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just excited in case uh, H- anybody HBO is listening. Uh, if you need another app, if you need a fourth HBO app, <laughs> uh, go ahead and just give us George Carlin comedy specials on loop. You got enough content to work with there. That's my million dollar contribution concept. That already exists. Can it's you free. Just, it's called yeah, YouTube. Yeah, you can just watch it. <laughs> are you really advocating piracy on this show? Because I'll, 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 oh. tell, I'll tell your boss. Well, it's not piracy to watch it. It's just pirate on YouTube. It's just piracy to post it. Fine. My million dollar idea is out the window. That doesn't change the fact that we're way over time. We got to go. Roger. Ah. That was like a $10 idea at most. Sorry. <laughs> George Carl, shut up. I, <laughs> I quit. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us live here today. Subscribe and ring the bell so you can join us here live weekday mornings. Also, please take a look in the links below and subscribe to our audio podcast so you can have us on the go. The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Joni Salsa. Thanks for joining us. 